Welcome to an audio teaching from Windsor Park Baptist Church in Auckland, New Zealand. If you would like to look at the message notes or see some questions for reflection that take their lead from today's teaching, head to our website, windsorpark.org.nz and head to the online tab where you'll see services and series and you can download different resources from there. Thanks for joining us and we hope you're encouraged by today's teaching. Kia ora koutou everybody and happy Easter. It's always great being able to say that on Easter Sunday. Friday is kind of a different kettle of fish, but hope that you're having a great weekend in whatever you are doing. Hey, if you're a follower of the New Zealand Warriors Rugby League team, you'll be wondering to yourself, is this our year? If you don't follow them, well, they've been winning, and winning quite well. Last week they were 20 points down in the first 20 minutes, but came back to win a game 32-30. The word most people were using for that game was that it was unbelievable. But because it happened, you can actually believe it. During the week, our son Fraser messaged our family chat and said, go outside and look up. And as we did, we saw the Starlink, the satellite internet constellation operated by SpaceX that provides satellite internet access to over 50 countries. As of last month, Starlink consists of around 3,500 mass-produced small satellites in low Earth orbit which communicate with designated ground transceivers. In total, nearly 12,000 satellites are planned to be deployed, with a possible later extension to 42,000. On one hand, it just seems unbelievable that something like that is circling our Earth. But as you look to the sky, it's happening in, in front of you. So it's quite believable. What have you experienced that seems unbelievable, but ultimately it happens ends up being believable. Maybe you've lost something that was incredibly important to you because it had deep sentimental value. And after giving up hope of ever finding it, you find it in the unlikeliest of places, which normally means it's exactly where you left it in the first place. Unbelievable, but believable. Recently, I was talking to one of my friends about the ancient Roman aqueducts that were channels used to transport fresh water to highly populated areas Aqueducts were incredible feats of engineering given the time that they were built. Evidence of aqueducts remain in parts of modern-day France, Spain, Greece, North Africa, and Turkey. And it just seems unbelievable that they would still exist and that they worked like they did until you see them. Well, until you see the pictures like I've seen them. And you just have to believe it. All of these things and many others are what contribute to some incredible highs that we experience in life. Times when the unbelievable becomes believable, and they ultimately shape our worldview. I wonder what the disciples did on the first Easter Saturday. Having been around Jesus for what must have been an unbelievable three years, they had just seen him crucified. Most of them saw it from a distance. After all that Jesus had said, and after all the miracles they had seen, and after all the journeys they had been on with him, Jesus lays dead in a tomb. The fact that they had mostly abandoned Jesus shows us that they must have been sitting around on that Saturday wondering about what was the point of everything that they'd just been through. It must have felt like such a disappointment, such an anticlimax. They must have felt so completely despondent. Surely they felt really flat. Maybe they thought that they'd been sucked in. 
what seemed really believable when they were around Jesus was in fact unbelievable. But then over the course of the next few days, life changed for the better for the disciples as reports were made that Jesus is no longer in the grave and that Jesus has in fact come back from the dead just like he said he would. What a dramatic turnaround. Can you imagine the emotional roller coaster as the unbelievable appears to now be actually believable? But this is what we celebrate on Easter Sunday. And we continue to celebrate it through our lives. It is the most powerful event that defines global Christianity from any other religion. The unbelievable, even to the disciples, becomes absolutely believable. As apologist Henry M. Morris once said, The bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead is the crowning proof of Christianity. If the resurrection did not take place, then Christianity is a false religion. If it did take place, then Christ is God and the Christian faith is absolute truth. On Easter Sunday, I want us to celebrate that what seemed unbelievable is entirely believable. The resurrection of Jesus is the defining act that should continue to shape our lives and enable us to live in the joy of the resurrected Christ. So let's look at seven points that make the resurrection an unbelievably believable event for us to celebrate again and again and again. Point one, the unbelievable became believable because Jesus appeared and he appeared to a lot of people. This wasn't some random speculative event that was unseen and unnoticed. The writers of the Bible make it clear that Jesus made several appearances after his resurrection. On Easter Sunday, Jesus appeared to Mary Magdalene, the woman that came to Jesus' tomb, Mary, the mother of James, Salome, and Joanna. Then he appeared to Peter, and then he appeared before the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. He also appeared to the remainder of the 12 disciples with Thomas absent, And later he appeared to them with Thomas present. There was also an appearance to seven disciples on the Sea of Galilee. And perhaps most significantly, on another occasion, he appeared to over 500 people at the same time. There is also an appearance to James. Finally, Jesus appears to Saul of Tarsus, the man who became the apostle Paul. To this day... We rely upon the testimony of what people have seen and report to make something believable. And the Bible is full of multiple testimonies. And so it's unbelievable that we would ever doubt the resurrection. The first-hand accounts of Jesus appearing before people make the resurrection totally believable. Secondly, the unbelievable became believable because there is unity in the gospel writer's accounts. All four gospel writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all coming from their own backgrounds and their different perspectives are united on the facts surrounding Jesus' resurrection, including the nitty-gritty fact that women were the first to see the risen Christ. Even though at that time, a woman's testimony was worthless in a court of law. In the ancient world where this story took place, it would be unbelievable and highly unlikely for four separate authors to be unified on such a highly controversial point. So let's not underestimate the fact that this alone by itself makes the unbelievable entirely believable. Point three, 
the unbelievable became believable because people's lives were changed. Perhaps there's nothing that makes a story more believable than seeing the outworking of a changed life. It's still the most powerful tool we have at our disposal that demonstrates the resurrection of Jesus is so life-transforming. The Bible records so many stories of transformed lives that would take all day to talk them through. But one stands out, and that's one that we know well. The man that I've already talked about by the name of Paul. Before becoming a follower of Jesus, Paul was known as an intolerant Jew, a bitter Gentile hater, and a Christian killer. After his encounter with the resurrection of Jesus, his life dramatically turns around. His character is diametrically changed. He he becomes a, a patient, kind, vivacious promoter of Christianity and a friend to Gentiles. Paul quite literally changed the world that he was part of and is probably still the greatest influencer of what Christianity is through his extensive letters to early churches that we read in the Bible. Paul's story alone is quite unbelievable, except that it's outworking. It's totally believable. Fourthly, the unbelievable becomes believable through the growth of the church. The 11 disciples were noted for their desire ultimately to die for Christ rather than deny him. Wider than that, early Christians testified about Jesus not only with their lips, but also with their lives, even to their deaths, because they'd seen and experienced the resurrected Christ. The 11 disciples in particular committed the rest of their lives to growing churches in the known world of that time. Now, estimates are Obviously, only estimates, but it is generally known that today there are 37 million churches in the world with 2.2 billion people saying that they are Christian. By 2050, that number will top 3.3 billion. More than 90 million Bibles will be printed this year alone. I mean, honestly, give me one example of anything even remotely close to this in the history of the world. I mean, McDonald's is impressive but still only has 38,000 restaurants in the world, 0.001% of the amount of churches. The growth of the church is incredibly unbelievable, except that it's visible. And thus, it's entirely believable. Fifthly, the unbelievable became believable because Jesus fulfilled prophecies one after another after another. Jesus is the only person in history who fulfilled 71 Old Testament prophecies written over 400 years before he was born. He not only claimed to be God, he proved it. The resurrection itself was prophesied in Psalm 16, Psalm 22, Isaiah 53, let alone Jesus predicting it himself when Matthew writes in chapter 17, verse 22, he says, when they came together in Galilee, he, Jesus, said to them, The Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men. They will kill him, and on the third day, he will be raised to life. Jesus repeated this in Matthew 20, Matthew 26. He prophesied his own events, and he fulfilled them. Sixthly, the unbelievable became believable with the arrival of the Holy Spirit. In another prophecy Jesus prophesies about, he talks about what will happen after his ascension, when he physically returns to heaven. John records Jesus saying in John 14, 15 to 19, If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but 
You know him for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live. You also will live. And the book of Acts contains all the details. And to this day, we testify to the presence of the Spirit of God with us. Unbelievable that God would still be with us, just as Jesus said, but totally believable for those of us who testify to that fact in our lives. Seventh point. The unbelievable becomes believable when the resurrection gives us hope for the future. Perhaps the last unbelievably believable thing about the resurrection is the one that we have to live in faith. It's the hope of our future resurrection to be in the presence of God for eternity. Because of everything I've said already, the the unbelievable becoming believable, there is no reason to doubt that this won't be as God says it will be. When Paul speaks of our resurrection bodies, he says in 1 Corinthians 6.14, By his power God raised the Lord from the dead and he will raise us also. Jesus affirms this in his own words in John 14.1-14. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that was not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. By faith, this is unbelievably believable. Death is not the end of the story for those who live in the truth of the resurrection. I mean, what's better than that? You know, the resurrection was well celebrated by hundreds of people when Jesus appeared before them after rising from the dead. Our tradition to this day is to remember that event and acknowledge that it occurred exactly as it had been predicted to for centuries. The resurrection determines that Jesus is exactly who he says he is and our world is forever changed as a result. So here's what I'm telling you. I'm telling you that the resurrection of Jesus changed everything. It split our calendar from the BC to the AD. No other event has impacted the world so much as the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you that even though Jesus never wrote a book, there are more books written about Jesus than any other character in the world. I'm telling you that even though Jesus never composed a song, there is more music written about Jesus than any other person in history. I'm telling you that even though Jesus never drew any pictures or did any sculpture, there has been more art made about him than any other art subject in history. I'm telling you that even though Jesus never traveled more than about 150 k's from where he was born, you can now find followers of Jesus in every nook and cranny on the planet. I'm telling you that the resurrection of Jesus is unbelievably believable powerfully powerful and spectacularly spectacular in the way that it shapes our world all the way down to our individual lives in this world and the hope that we have for the next. Jesus has the power to overcome whatever obstacles are in our lives today and that with him all things are possible, including overcoming all of the uncertainties of our world He is worthy of our worship and our praise because he holds us secure in the knowledge and experience that Jesus Christ was and is the Son of God who lived and died and then who died and lived. 
What we celebrate today means that we have been saved from the calamities of our sin and our selfishness and have instead been given hope, purpose, identity, and everything that we need to live a life of fullness and contentment, all of which is unbelievably believable. So when we celebrate today that He is risen, we reply, He is risen indeed. And may this be our truth. May this be our life. May this be our joy. You know, if this is the first time that you're hearing about Jesus, or perhaps you're new to faith and you'd like to explore it some more, you can hear my excitement about it. You know, we run a course called Alpha where you can explore Christianity, ask the questions that you have, and learn the foundations of what it's all about in a, in a safe, a comfortable environment. That's a 10-week course, and we're kicking it off shortly, and we would love you to get in touch with us if you would like to explore more about this. On the screen is my email address. I would love for you to email me directly because I would love to link you into that. We'll make it happen no matter where you are. The resurrection of Jesus gives us joy today. It gives our lives meaning. And our prayer is that even for those of us that have been on this journey for a number of years, that we will be refreshed in its significance. That's why we have Easter every year. Don't we love it that we're in a country that gives us days off to do that? I mean, it's all about Jesus. The Easter bunny, Easter eggs. I mean, let's enjoy them, but they're just a side issue. Let's celebrate the power of Jesus' resurrection. It is what has changed and shaped us. And forever, that will be the case. Let's pray. Father, we give you thanks that today we celebrate. We, we have joy in our hearts. Father, we look back at the biblical story of Jesus and we saw how he lived and died and how he died and lived again. We see in the scriptures how he continues to live with us, the Holy Spirit with us, you with us. So God, we are so, so grateful. This has shaped billions and billions of lives and continues to do so. Father, because of what happened, what you did for us in sending your son, this very day, we can find fullness of life, as Jesus said, that he came to give to us. And it's a, a fullness that transcends all of the little things that get us down and all the things that bog us in this world. Father, it is true in Philippians where we read that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And the context of that is that we can find life no matter what is going on. So help us to discover that or rediscover that. And Father, I pray that your spirit would meet us exactly where we are at today and that we would open up our hearts and our lives to you and give you the, the things that might be barriers in the way of allowing the fullness of life to be worked into, into our, daily, our daily existence. So Father, on, on Easter Sunday, we thank you, we worship you and adore you for your Son, Jesus Christ, and for the Holy Spirit, your presence with us today. Help us to live in this joy, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining our audio teaching today. If there are ways that we can continue to support you or help you in your journey, please reach out to us. Head to our website, windsorpark.org.nz, and you'll find various ways to contact us. God bless.